Brilliant. One of the great things about talking is I'm not required to come and stand here to do the actions for that song. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Katie, and I am the children's minister here at St. Paul's. It's amazing to see our church so full with families of different ages this morning. Uh, I'm going to do things slightly differently today because... Jonathan's not here, so I can get away with it. Uh, We're sort of having a talk, sort of praying, sort of having our Bible reading all in one. Uh, But we're going to start with you having a chat with the people around you. Terrifying, I know. Uh, And it's just a nice, easy opening question that's going to be on our screens behind me. Not a big question. Uh, Why do we pray? What's the point? Have a chat. Why do we pray? Okay, so why do we pray? Who is going to be brave enough to share some ideas with us? Ooh, thank you. Some of our excellent visitors are very brave. Because we love God. Oh, that is an incredible answer. Because we love God, that's definitely one of the reasons we pray. Any other reasons that we pray? Because to talk to God and say sorry or thank you or to ask him for something. This is great. I think I just need you two up here to do the talk for me. Uh, absolutely right. Any other answers? Excellent. A nice, brave adult. Look at that. Thank you. Try this one. Okay. I think the most important thing is, is to, to, why do we pray? To be open to the Lord so we can receive him, himself as the spirit, as the real blessing in a two-way communication. Excellent. Those are great answers. Uh, If you didn't get a chance, don't worry, there's a second question coming up so you get another chance to share. Uh, Those are brilliant. In fact, they basically encompass my two main points. Uh, that we pray to have a relationship with God. We want to be his friend. We want to know him better. And through praying, we get to do that. And secondly, because it was really important to Jesus. And as Christians, we want to be as like Jesus as we possibly can be. And if Jesus thinks something is important, then I think we should do it too. The next question, again, another small one. What happens if we don't pray? What might happen if we don't pray? Have a chat, and then we'll feed back in a second. Okay, I think that's about that for that one. So what happens if we don't pray? Ooh, thank you, Adam. Making him run. Normally it's the other way around. You'll, you'll lose your relationship. Yeah, exactly. You might get distant from God, might you? That's a great way of putting it. You'll lose your relationship. Any other reasons? Come on, be brave. Thank you. Because, or what will happen? Um, While God will still know about me, I won't know about him. Excellent. We won't know about God. He might not uh, have as deep a relationship with us. There's an idea at the front. Very excited to share. Um, Then you might be sinning. 
Oh, you might, might you? I mean, in fact, what I wrote in my book, Having an Idea, is uh, possibly nothing. Possibly nothing might happen if we don't pray, but you won't have that relationship with God. Nothing will happen between you and God. You won't have that friendship. You might not see any miracles, any exciting things happen. So prayer is really, really important. Now, we're going to have our Bible reading this morning, but we're going to have it through the means of a video from the Jesus Storybook Bible. If you would prefer to follow it in an actual Bible, they're available around the church, and it's on page 970 from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 5. But we're going to watch this video. How to pray. In those days, there were some extra super holy people. At least that's what they thought. And they were called Pharisees. Every day, they would stand out there in the middle of the street and pray out loud in big, extra super holy voices. They really weren't praying so much as just showing off. They used a lot of special words that were so clever, no one understood what they meant. People walking by would stop and stare, which might sound rude, except that's exactly what the extra super holy people wanted. They wanted everyone to say, Oh, look at them, they're so holy. God must love those people best. Now, you and I both know they were wrong. God doesn't just love holy people. But the people walking by weren't so sure. Perhaps you did have to be really clever or good or important for God to love you. Perhaps you had to know lots of difficult, clever words to speak to God. So one day, Jesus taught people how to pray. He said, when you pray, don't pray like those extra super holy people. They think if they say lots of words, God will hear them. But it's not because you're so clever or good or so important that God will listen to you. God listens to you because he loves you. Did you know that God is always listening to you? Did you know that God can hear the quietest whisper deep inside your heart, even before you've started to say it? Because God knows exactly what you need even before you ask him, Jesus told them. You see, God just can't wait to give you all that you need. So you don't need to use long words or special words. You don't have to use a special voice. You just have to talk. So when you pray, pray in your normal voice. Just like when you're talking to someone you love very much. Like this. Hello, Daddy. We want to know you. And be close to you. Please show us how. Make everything in the world right again, and in our hearts too. Do what is best, just like you do in heaven. And please do it down here too. Please give us everything we need today, and forgive us for doing wrong, for hurting you. Forgive us just as we forgive other people when they hurt us. Rescue us. We need you. We don't want to keep running away and hiding from you. Keep us safe from our enemies. You're strong, God. You can do whatever you want. You are in charge. Now and forever and for always. We think you're great. Amen. Yes, we do. You see, Jesus was showing people 
that God would always love them with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always and forever love. So they didn't need to hide anymore or be afraid or ashamed. They could stop running away from God. They could run to him instead, as a little child runs into her daddy's arms. Thank you. Uh, I love that version of the story. It just uh, makes it so clear what praying is about. It's not about looking holy. It's not about trying to be, uh, you know, trying to big yourself up. It's about loving God and God loving you. And at its heart, that's what prayer is. Now, that uses a version of the Lord's Prayer that we're not quite familiar with. And today, we're going to work through the Lord's Prayer that we use here at St. Paul's and have a look at each section. What does it mean? What's the purpose? Why did Jesus tell us to pray in this way? So the very first part of the Lord's Prayer that we use at St. Paul's says this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, it's a bit of a strange word, hallowed. I have known children get confused and think it meant Harold be your name and that God's name was Harold. Not the case. Hallowed be your name. It means that God is holy. God is special. God is different and separate from us and he is amazing. So your first prayer activity today, uh, somewhere around the chairs uh, on the ends of each row are some paper and some pens. Have a wave if you can't find any. What I'd like you to do is you've got a choice. You can either draw what you think God looks like or you can fill the page with words telling God how awesome you think he is. Because Jesus wants us to start by praising God, by worshipping God. And that's how our prayers are going to start today. So work in your groups. There's not quite enough for one each. If you didn't come with a group, find a group and join in. Uh, But yes, so fill the word with praise for God. Okay, I'm going to pause you there. We could, of course, spend all day worshipping and praising God because he is so incredible, but I do have to stop you there for time purposes. Uh, The next part... That's amazing. We have God and Jesus, and they're both special on that piece of paper. Thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, The second part says, Your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It doesn't say Katie's kingdom come. Katie's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. No matter how much I might try and get God to do what I want him to do, what Jesus tells us to pray is that we want what you want, God. We don't want what I want. I want to be doing what God wants me to do. That's all that that little section means. We want earth to be as like heaven as possible. We want it to be everyone following God's way. Now, none of us do that perfectly, but we can all try our hardest. We're saying, after praising God and saying how brilliant he is, we're showing that we believe he's brilliant by saying that we want to do what he wants us to do. So we're going to take a moment of quiet now because we pray in all sorts of ways. If you find this tricky, because I do as well, you could whisper into your hands to chat with God if you would prefer. But we're going to keep it slightly quiet. And we're just going to take a moment and say, God, I want what you want. Help me to do what you want me to do. So just take a moment to quietly be with God and say yes, return to him and say, yes, God, I want to do what you want me to do. Okay, the next little part of the Lord's Prayer says this. Give us today our daily bread. It doesn't say give us our daily pizza, give us our daily three-course meal. It says our daily bread. What it really means is give me what I need, not what I want. You need healthy sustenance like bread to keep us going. We don't need all the fancy thrills. So your next activity in your groups or in the people that you've just made a new group with is to have a look at the next slide which is filled with some needs and some wants. Have a chat, what are needs, what are wants, or anything that I've missed on there. Some of them you think are obvious, delve a bit deeper, not quite so obvious. Which ones are needs, which ones are wants? Have a chat. Okay, I'm going to pause your conversations there. Thank you. Uh, some of these can be quite tricky. Do we need uh, friends? I think, yes, we're built to be in community. God builds us to be with other people. Uh, however sad it might make me, I don't need the internet. I want the internet. I don't need it. When we're praying, God is saying, think carefully. Jesus wants us to think carefully about what we're asking. Of course, nothing is stopping us asking God for what we want. But he's saying, think carefully what you're asking God to do. Is this for your good? Is it for other people's good? Then those are probably needs. If it's just a little bit selfish, which I'm very guilty of, thank you. If you're a bit selfish, which I'm very guilty of, and I pray for things that I just want, can you chat to me afterwards? Can you? Because I'd love to hear what you're saying. Um, if, 
where I'm going. Yeah, so just think carefully and ask God for your needs. That's what Jesus is suggesting. So it doesn't just say, give us today our daily bread, though. He finishes that sentence with our greatest need of all. He says, give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. He links our needs to forgiveness. What we all need more than anything is to be forgiven and loved by God. And the great news that I have for everyone here is you're already forgiven. Woohoo! Jesus died for us so that we are forgiven. It's our greatest need. But we have a responsibility to forgive other people. We can't just expect to be forgiven and then hold hardness in our hearts, hold things against other people. We have a responsibility to forgive others and God will help us to do that. So our next way of praying, we're going to actively forgive now. Now you've got a choice and I'm not gonna ask you which one you're doing. You can either ask God for forgiveness for something or you can ask God to help you forgive someone else. And the way that we're going to do that is I want you all to put your hands palms down on your laps. And it might help if you put a little bit of pressure on them. So if you push down a little bit and think either of the thing that you want forgiveness for or about the person that you need help to forgive. So as your palms are down, think about what you need forgiveness for, what you want to say sorry to God for, or the person that you're finding it quite hard to forgive. And as your palms are down, take a moment to say sorry to God. And now I want you to turn your palms and feel that release and feel God's forgiveness and his peace flooding through you. If you were thinking about someone you need to forgive, almost lift that person up to God with your hands palm up now. And feel God's peace flooding through you. The next section of our prayer says... Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We are recognising, Jesus is reminding us to recognise that God leads us through bad patches. He's not saying, don't ever give me anything bad. He's saying that God will free us from it, that he will save us, he will rescue us, that when times are tough, God is there and he will lead us through that path. It sort of loops back to that first section where we were thinking about wanting to follow Jesus' path and follow where he's going. Lead us not into temptation. Help me stay close to you, God. So your uh, penultimate activity this morning, as it's very, very nearly Lent, I thought I'd give you a couple of moments to think about what you're going to do for Lent this year. Are you going to give something up? Are you going to take something up? That's one of the things Jonathan encourages us to do. So it might be taking up uh, giving food to the food bank if you don't already do that. It might be starting to fast and use that time for prayer. It might be uh, stopping using the computer and using that time to read the Bible. Whatever it is that you think you would like to do for Lent, I'm going to give you a couple of moments 
so that you've not, you can't blame your busy lives for not doing anything for Lent this year. Uh, and you can chat about it if you want to, but you don't have to. It's entirely up to you. So take a few moments. What are you going to do for Lent this year? Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Hopefully you've all thought of something. Uh, last year, I decided that at eight months pregnant, I wasn't going to do Lent. I wasn't going to do fasting. I don't need to. I'm pregnant. God thought it'd be funny to give me gestational diabetes, so effectively a very long fast for the last part of my pregnancy. Uh, so this year, I'm definitely going to make sure that I do my prayer and I do my fasting and I use this time to think about God. Uh, the last section of the Lord's Prayer is an excellent one. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. I always say that with a big smile on my face. Everything belongs to God. Everything is Jesus's. Everything is theirs. The kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Just is a really hopeful, happy ending to that prayer. Now, what I'd like you to do is I would like you to take a few moments to write your own version of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, have a think. What is God saying to us? We know the words really, really well. We can rattle them off and we don't necessarily think about them. So I would really love it if you took a moment this morning to write your own version, thinking about praising God, thinking about asking him to follow his way, thinking about asking for needs, not wants, asking for forgiveness and to forgive others and to stay on his path and not falter and not be led into temptation. When you have written it, I'm going to give you a few moments to write it, probably about three to five minutes. It has to be a relatively quick write. We're then going to stand up and say them all out loud, all together, all the different versions of the Lord's Prayer. So do take a moment. If you're really, really stressed about this, don't worry, you can just use the normal words. I'm not going to force you or, in fact, be able to hear through the cacophony of noise. Uh, but please do take a moment to think, what is Jesus asking us to pray? And write your own words to that prayer now. Thank you. Thirty more seconds. Okay, however far through you've got, I do have to stop us there, otherwise we could be here all day. So let's stand and prepare to pray our own versions of the Lord's Prayer all together. I'm going to say the words of 
the ones from the Bible, uh, just to lead us roughly through at a similar place. But please do use the words that you have written. Let's go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you so much, everybody. We are going to sing now before communion. Thank you.